Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. All right, welcome everybody on a very pleasant day here on this Tuesday, October the 23rd. Good to be back with you. Penny, for your thoughts today. Had a busy show yesterday with the Monday Morning Quarterback Show with Lauren Tate. Really enjoyed visiting as well with uh, Darren Fletcher talking to World Series. They get started tonight out in uh, Boston. He provided some great insight. And, uh, of course, they'll get it underway uh, tonight at Fenway Park, the Dodgers and the Red Sox. Great to have you with us. It's going to be a Quick show today. This a uh, couple of times a month, we have the uh, Paul Rudy folks in for On the Money in the 10 o'clock hour. So that is uh, one of those days today, and so it is a sprint Tuesday here as we work our way through this hour here of Penny for Your Thoughts. Lots of things to talk about, of course, that are in the news. The midterms are two weeks from today. Have you voted yet? A lot of people voting early. My wife's voted early already. I may do that soon, or I may wait till the day of. I don't know. But uh, the midterms two weeks from today, the uh, migrant caravan continues to grow in size, working its way up uh, from Central America through Mexico. That was the uh, focus of a big rally last night in Houston. They had thousands inside, thousands outside trying to get in, or at least uh, hoping to get in at one point. And uh, President Trump and Ted Cruz, who got into a pretty heated primary of course, a couple of years ago, and there were some uh, unflattering things thrown at each other. They were uh, best buds last night in the uh, state of Texas Senate race. That's the way kind of politics works. But it is kind of amusing as you watch it, remembering what uh, all that was said about each man by the other two years ago. But uh, things change, right? Of course, that was a, a big rally in Texas last night. I-74 crash. Muhammad man still hospitalized after that crash involving the pigs. Remember all the pigs on the uh, to the side of the interstate big story in the uh, news gazette today and has been the last couple of days on that particular story what happens the uh, vet med people weighed in on how they try to treat uh, the animals in situations like that 13 of the pigs had to be euthanized eventually and uh, residents in urbana urged the council there to go slow on downtown development in uh, sports news, Illinois football heading out to Maryland. They'll take on the Terrapins on Saturday at 2.30. First ever meeting in football. Got some interesting uh, fun facts on that if we get a chance to get to it. AP Top 25 preseason basketball poll is out. We'll have Illini basketball coming up at the end of next week for you, an exhibition game. World Series tonight, we mentioned that. Kershaw and Sale, your pitching matchup. A couple of great lefties. This is the anniversary of the uh, murder of 241 U.S. Marines in Beirut. Remember that? By a truck bomb on this day, 1983. And a big event 17 years ago from Apple Technology. And we'll tell you about that as we uh, zip through a Tuesday here today. You can call us, 356-9397. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. You can always text us. That's a busy line. That keeps busy during the Castle Heating and Cooling text line time, 3515357. We'll come back and get it all started. Ready, set, go after this on Penny. 
All right, here we go. Penny, for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. One of our sponsors is the Beef House. Football season upon us. School underway. Now might be a good time to get with family and friends together and go to the Beef House in Covington, Indiana, just across the Indiana state line. They've been doing it right there. Bob and Bonnie Wright have been doing it the correct way and the right way since 1964. Beef House features everything, of course, the steaks. You'll see those when you walk in. They've got the prime cuts there out front. You can see what's going on. 8 to 20 ounce ribeyes, petite to extra large filet mignon, New York strip, chopped sirloin with grilled onions. Maybe you prefer pork. You can get one or two pork chops. Barbecue boneless chicken breast. I've had that before. That's good. Three-piece pan-fried chicken dinner. I've had that. I've had friends who love that. Maybe seafood is more up your alley. It's not up my alley, but if it's yours, they've got that too. Grilled halibut, shrimp, sea scallops, and king crab legs. All the sides are terrific. Baked Idaho potato with lots of butter for me. You can get sour cream if you like. Most people do. I guess I'm probably in the minority on that one. Just butter. I don't know. And if you have young ones in your group, Beef House is a children's menu as well, so don't be afraid to bring the kids along. They can get a hamburger or chicken tenders. So uh, check it out, I-74, just inside the Indiana state line. Remember, they are an hour ahead. So if you make plans for lunch or for dinner, i got a great lunch buffet, but if you make plans for lunch or dinner, make sure you allow for that. I always see a lot of people, every time we go in there, there's some orange in there. So a lot of you are getting over there. I always appreciate that. 914, I know Bob and Bonnie Wright do say hello to them. Talking about the uh, big rally down in Houston, Byron York writes about it today in the Washington Examiner. He says, in Texas, Trump and Cruz complete the transaction. And uh, talking about uh, President Trump, who at one time, of course, in the primary, uh, what was going after Ted Cruz, Lion Ted, I think he called him. Uh, last night, he said he's not Lion Ted anymore. He's beautiful Ted. I call him Texas Ted. And he said nobody's done more to help with tax cuts and deregulation. Trump told the big crowd down in Houston, he defends your families, defends your faith, your freedom. So uh, they were there. But, uh, of course, two years ago, a very heated primary, uh, Cruz had called uh, Trump a bully, a narcissist, and a man who acted from a deep, yawning cavern of insecurity. And, of course, remember his speech at the Republican convention. But uh, two years later... And Byron York writes, he says, what it shows is the overwhelming power of voters in the American political system is what took place in Houston on Monday. He says, say what you will about Cruz and Trump, but he said there's no greater tribute to that overwhelming power of voters and how the landscape has changed in a couple of years. All right, uh, 9.15 here at uh, DWS, and let's start with Brian. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Oh, pretty good. It got a frog in my throat. Uh-oh. Well, get him out. <laughs> anyway, uh, Democrats are largely responsible for this caravan heading up to our country. They encourage this type of behavior. You know, they sponsor sanctuary cities and states. They want catch and release. They want to abolish ICE. Uh, they're offering free health care, like California, Devin Newsom wants to give everybody free health care. They want chain migration. <clears throat> if they have a baby on this soil, they receive citizenship. Some go governors now are offering uh, free college tuition for illegal aliens. And Trump and the Republicans are wanting to build a wall, and boy, do we really need it. 
and the Democrats, they're really just interested in these people for votes. I mean, they don't, uh, a lot of them have third grade ed- educations, you know, they're undereducated and, and they just want to hear them, have them here <clears throat> to obtain power in pe- perpetuity. Well, I'm guessing there's a mix of people. I'm guessing there, you know, there are some issues in those countries that, you know, they're trying to escape poverty or different situations. It goes on pretty frequently. I guess the difference with this is it's so big and growing. This is you know. only the beginning. Well, it's, know, been, it's mean, been going it's on been for a while. I mean, there have been train loads of kids and everything else for several years now. But I mean, if, if we just let them all in, I mean, we'll just encourage more of it. We have to take a stand, and, and this is kind of like the Waterloo, I think. Well, they've got, what, 1,500 miles to go, I think? That's, yeah, and they're that's not a, all walking it that, either. Well, that's going to take a while, though. Oh, yeah. I figure you can walk 20, 30 miles a day. Hmm. You know, that would take, what, 30 days? Oh, I don't know how long it'd take, but I don't think they're going to make it by Election Day. But uh, certainly the issue will be there all the way through Election Day. Right. So. I've heard that uh, there's people from uh, the military already making their way down there. Well, I'm guessing so. Know. If he's talking about having uh, you know troops at the border, then they've got to start moving now, I would think. And, you know, if Trump says it, it's going to happen. He pretty much uh, says what he means. Yeah. What, what, do you make of the mean, big, what do you make of the big rally last night? With Well, I think that uh, <clears throat> Ted Cruz, you know, he's in a, in a tight race with that Beto O'Rourke. And uh, I, I believe, you know, politics has strange bedfellows. And like Trump said, you know, and during the primary, they went after each other you know, tooth and nail, but uh, they kissed and made up, and Cruz has been a really good ally of Trump in the Senate, So, uh, and he was his chief competitor for presidency, so. That's right, and uh, Trump said, he said, uh, remember they kept saying, never, they started with a bear hug in the primary, they were kind of uh, using each other to get to the final round, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then uh, said Trump recalled that the press saw hypocrisy at work at the time. Remember, he says they kept saying, well, when's it going to break up? I says, don't worry, it'll break up. Then he said, you know what? It's time. That has to happen. And he said it got got nasty, and then it ended. And it would be hard to find a more concise telling of the story. In the end, it was business. You know, the Kennedys hated LBJ. And in 1960, he put him on the the ballot as vice president to help carry Texas for him. So there you go. Yeah, it happened before. Hey, thank you, Brian. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Uh, got a text in says Mitch McConnell said he and the R's Republicans will cut Social Security and Medicare benefits after the election to pay for tax cuts for the rich. This is shocking. We the people worked hard for these benefits. You can't spin the truth. Progressives need to rise up, young and old, and vote. Trump and Cruz together. He says that's just funny. LOL. <laughs> that's the text. It is interesting. I mean, I, I love to, I'm an observer of politics and history. I love to, but it is funny how, you know, two years ago, you know, they just couldn't stand each other. And it was interesting. We went on a, a White House tour, West Wing tour, on one of our uh, trips out east uh, a year or so ago, maybe a couple of years ago, shortly after the election. And uh, Ted Cruz was there with his family for dinner at the White House. We actually were in the West Wing when Ted Cruz came out from the dinner and uh, ed bond shook his hand 
It was a moment in history, a moment in time. Hello, John. How are you? Very good, Ron. How you guys doing? Tell Ed I said hello. Yeah, we will. Uh, I, I ain't going to get caught up in this Trump circus. Hey, it's going to go on and go on, and I can't do nothing but vote. So anyway, I just want to say, Brian, last week I called in, and I was, I think Don called in and said that I was had a racist tyrant when I was talking about history. Uh, one of the biggest things, and I, I hope he hold it, to my heart and not my head. I wasn't talking about nothing about race. I said history. When you're talking about history, a lot of our young children of color do not know the compound and the foundation of their history, and that's what I was talking about. When you're talking about history, let these children know how we got established in this country, where we came from nothing to something. We we earn the rights to be black Americans. Mm -hmm. And when I'm talking about history, I can put black history out there as an element. You would not believe how many young white kids would grasp it and like, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm trying to get our, our young black kids to do that. I wasn't trying to throw a racist curveball or nothing like that. History is our foundation. And oh, if no. we lose our history, we lose America. Oh, you're absolutely right, John. And I, I knew what you were trying to say. I mean, I and I think that's right. I think we, um, I think it's important to point out the contributions of everybody, regardless of race, I mean, and, and especially I mean, you know. It's so, it, yeah, it's just so much history out here. I mean, you know, you look at it at a time when there was there were shoes, but there was a black man that said, "Look, if you're going to have a right shoe, you need a left shoe." You know, we did more than create the uh, electric light. You know. The the light filler for the light bulb, Lattimore. There's so many black inventors that never got credit. But I'm just saying, history should be told in the in the black community. Mm -hmm. And it should be. No, that's I agree. I, I know that's a, I trying to throw no racist oh, curveball. No. I know, I know you I, well I am, enough. I am a racist though, because I don't, I don't, I don't like lettuce and tomato on my cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> You and Ed, take care. Have a good day. All right. Hey, thank you, John. I appreciate it. Now, sometimes, you know, you uh, and I know this, having been in radio now for 35 years, roughly, um, sometimes, you you know, you say and people will hear what they want to hear. Doesn't matter how you say it. So, uh, no, I, I knew what John meant, and I think we understand what that was about. So, 923, a break. Back in a moment with more phone calls. talking a little bit earlier about voting. Have you voted early? Will you vote the day of the election? It says a record 44% of American companies will give workers paid time off to vote in the midterm elections November 6th. That's up 37% from 2016, according to the Society for Human Resources Management. Some companies have also signed off on efforts to help more people vote without necessarily giving paid time off, such as providing on-site registration or as Lyft is doing not having meetings on election day so workers can use the time to get their work finished. Voter turnout in the U.S. Uh, lower than most other industrialized nations. Only about 60% of those eligible voting in the 2016 presidential election. And historically, the turnout is lower in midterm election years. I don't know if it'll be the case this year or not. Let's go back to the phones to Bob. Good morning, Bob. Morning. I want to speak on that uh, all these people think it's okay to let all these people that come across the border and a lot of these people want to leave open borders they better stop and think about one thing uh, it's going to probably raise taxes real high 
Another thing, uh, people that on link cards or government help uh, could be cut down a little bit or link cards that might be worth some cash back. Uh, they, they could lose that part of it. The only thing the link card would be good for is buying groceries only. 18-year-olds out there uh, living off the government and has a link card, they, they might uh, do away with that to help take care of all these people coming across. This is a possibility. All this can happen if we get overcrowded in the United States and have to take care of these immigrants that come across the border. So these people better think about stopping them from coming instead of say, oh, yeah, well, let's just let it come in. That's the humane thing to do. But you can only do so much. Now, if these people better stop to think that if they have cash back on a card or something like that, that could stop. That could stop altogether, and the only thing they could use it for is buying groceries. These people out here on government help better stop to think about that because they might end up suffering also. This is a possibility, so that's all I got to say. Okay, well, hey, thank you, Bob. And, uh, yeah, I know a lot of people I talk to are... You know, kind of keeping an eye on this, and um, yeah. Well, and, you know, eighteen-year-olds is a possibility. Eighteen-year-olds might lose all together. They just might have to work at McDonald's. Hmm. All right. Hey, thank you, Bob. Yeah. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, a lot of people are uh, keeping an eye on not only the caravan but the whole issue. And again, we talked about this multiple times um, on Penny for your thoughts about the one of the the big issues whether you'd like Trump or you don't like Trump but one of the big issues that helped get him elected was the concern about the southern border and the fact that people were just coming in or that they were held for so long or catch and release or whatever the there's so many layers of this it runs so many different layers and so many different levels but there was just a sense i think around the country that uh, Trump picked up a lot of voters who were like, hey, somebody do something about this. And there didn't seem to be at the national level uh, uh, any political will to do anything about it. And that's, you know, it's coming to a head again with this particular uh, event just a couple of weeks out from the midterms. 9.30, let's go to Alan here before the news. Good morning, Alan. Morning, Brian. Uh, I guess Trump could still call Ted uh, Lion Ted, but with L I O N. That's true, yes. Change the spelling. Okay. The one I really called about, I didn't get a chance to talk to you and Lauren about a couple of things. One of them is a football question, one of them is a basketball comment. Okay. First is uh, Mike Epstein ran the ball one time two weeks ago for 10 yards. Mm-hmm. I think over the weekend he went two times for 14 yards. Why are they not using him? Well, the first time had to do, I think, with Purdue took a lot of what they were planning to do with him away and or – uh, they've said A.J. Bush didn't necessarily make the right read to get him the ball in the best space. That was the Purdue game. The last game he got hurt. Okay, I didn't so, know he got hurt. Yeah, he, he was on the sideline with a boot on his foot. So, well, that the same thing as last year? I don't know. Well, that was a- uh, I'm trying to remember what he had last year. but um, Do you remember, uh, Michael? Okay, basketball side. Yes. Is it my impression that the Big Ten's got a lot of really – Pretty good teams, but no great teams. And can we get in the middle of that mix? Yeah, I think you're right, and I think uh, they can. Yes, they could. They certainly look more athletic to me. Well, Just... yeah, what I'm getting at is it seems like uh, 
the top teams have lowered themselves and the bottom teams are pulling themselves up. Where mm-hmm. we got a bunch of teams in the middle that who knows what could happen. Key injury here and suspension there. Oh, it sure. Makes a big difference. Looks like Michigan State's the highest rank in the preseason poll came out. Michigan State is 10th. Right. Um, let's see here. Who else? Michigan is 19th. Purdue 24. Michigan. I yeah. thought maybe Ohio State and Wisconsin might. Yeah, I don't. In there, but, I don't, uh, I don't see them in there. Yeah, not that high enough. Nope. Wisconsin got uh, vo- votes, twenty-four votes in the poll, but um, not That's enough. All I got Brian. All right. Hey, thank you, Alan. Yeah. Appreciate it. By the way, the um, Maui Invitational, of course, coming up in less than a month. When you look at the teams that are in the poll and are playing in Maui, <laughs> there's quite a few out there. Duke is in there. Uh, in the poll, they're fourth. Auburn is in there. They're 11th. Gonzaga is third. That's who Illinois plays in the first game of the Maui Invitational. And, of course, you got Iowa State, San Diego State, Xavier, who's been good. Those are all pretty good teams. Anyway, that's coming up next month. But we have a month to go yet. And less than that, two weeks out from the midterms. Time for the news here on Penny. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397, email talk at WDWS.com, or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Back on Penny for Your Thoughts, one of our sponsors has the Great Wall of Pillows. Or the Great Wall of China, Great Wall of Pillows. It's there at uh, Snooze Luxury Mattress Shop. Country Fair Shopping Center, right adjacent, right next to This Is It Furniture, our man Mike Namoff and his team there to help. And if you uh, want a best sleep ever situation in your life, and we all do, right? My problem is with all the traveling I do, I don't get enough sleep. But you want to get the best sleep ever, go to Snooze. They have the uh, reveal machine, 1,664 built-in sensors that yield an on-screen pressure point analysis, helps visualize Sleep comfort needs. Uh, mattress, of course, mattresses galore. You, you'll be blown away by what you see there with all the mattresses. Then they have a, that wall of pillows for side sleepers, back sleepers, stomach sleepers. They have the Z-Zoned Doe Pillow Collection. Snooze uh, Luxury Mattress Shop, also with high-quality luxury bedding. They have Tencel. It's an amazing brand of bedding that wicks moisture away from the skin and keeps sleepers comfortable. I mean, this is the kind of things they have there. Bamboo bedding, which is very soft and silky. Portuguese flannel, cotton blends, brushed microfiber bedding. I mean, it all results in a uh, great night's sleep, your best night's sleep ever. So Big Mike Namoff and his team, Johnny, Michael Klaus, Christy Powell there, the team assembled. They know what they're talking about. Go in and see them. Country Fair Shopping Center. Springfield and Madison Champaign. Big Mike always puts together big events for charity. He's got another one brewing. Can't tell you what it is yet, but it's coming. He's working on it. All right, we'll tell you more about it as we get closer to it. But uh, Big Mike Namoff and the team at Snooze Luxury Mattress Shop in Champaign. Let's go to Greg. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Brian. Uh, yeah, I was talking about this migrant caravan or whatever they want to call it coming up uh you know it seems like people kind of just ignore certain things that go on in this country like i was reading a a study it was done i don't know in the last couple of years uh, and it was saying that 
annually, on average, we have two and a half million homeless children in our country. And I, it's, I, I don't see how, if we can't afford to take care of our kids, how are we going to bring all these people in here? And, I mean, I, I also I, I recently read about how the homeless problem in San Francisco is getting out of control. I mean, there's human feces all over the sidewalks. And uh, even the recently elected mayor out there had said she had never seen uh, a problem with, with human feces like this. And uh, if we can't take care of our own homeless people, we have no business bringing, bringing people in here. Well, and that's what I think a lot of people have expressed that concern that I've heard from, you know, that say, uh, you know, we've we've got issues of our own and, you know, we've got to do something at the at the border to control this so we just don't have, you know, unlimited uh, people just coming into the country. I mean, otherwise you don't really have a country. I mean, if you don't have a border, then you don't have a country per se. Uh, other people, other, uh, other people would argue that it's a big enough country and we should be um, you know, generous to those who need help, and uh, you know that's kind of where we sit right now. Yeah, well, we it's that we have our own people that that need help, and we're not helping them. I just don't see how we can offer to help other people. But the other thing I'm wondering is, I wonder what news they watch down in these other countries. Because if it was CNN or M- MSNBC, uh, they probably wouldn't want to come here. I mean, they think that. Our president, the next Hitler, and and uh, we're the racist country, most racist country on earth. So I don't know why they would want to come here. Well, but, year, uh, years and years ago, they were, and they're still. I mean, uh, papers. If you go back and study in the time of Lincoln and back in the eighteen hundreds, there were actually uh, late eighteen hundreds and into the nineteen hundreds, there were uh, newspapers that were either pro this president or anti that president. And uh, yeah. you, you can, you know, it, it's not something new. It's just it's more wide scale now with the advent of social media and television everywhere, and you know, twenty four hour news. We just hear about it all the time. Yeah. So, well, that's all I had today, Brian. All right. Hey, thank you. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now the uh, you know newspapers over time it had kind of evolved. If you go back and read about it, you know that. Uh, the idea was then to be fair to both sides, to cover the news, present the news. And when you go back and read, a lot of the papers they knew were, uh, uh, the, you know, the political machines in this state or that state. Maybe somebody owned a paper, you know, in the late 1800s or at, at the, you know, in the put out publications in the 1840s or 50s that were a four-one party, the Whig party. Maybe they were a Whig uh, party paper, or you know, the other way. I mean, it, it just. It's not new, but it is um, with the advent of 24-hour news. I mean, it just it just cycles through constantly. Uh, J.D., how are you? Good morning, Brian. Good show as usual. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, comment and then a question. My comment is I have still not relaxed from that great Purdue game Saturday night. That had to have been the most exciting fourth quarter I have seen in years. <laughs> And as the father of two Purdue grads' daughters and two son-in-laws who are Purdue grads who were at the game, uh, I don't know that they have slept since then. <laughs> I can imagine. The excitement in there was you could feel it through the TV. I mean, it was palatable. They said that it, it was, and you've been around sports enough to know, they said it was just electric. You could 
you obviously they could feel it even more. But that was one of those games that when you turned it on, you just knew something special was going to happen. And uh, good for Purdue. I hope Jeff Brom stays there forever. And uh, I just wish oh, on the other side, though, I wish he'd leave tomorrow because I don't want to have to play him again. <laughs> yeah, well, I think um, there, I, there's always probably that Louisville job hanging out there because um, well, that's where that's where he played. He but... Four year four year commitment to Rondell, mm-hmm. and he's going to stay there at least that long. I would think, although was Petrino in trouble in Louisville? No, I don't think so. I'm just saying that's where he played. So yeah. eventually that may come up at some point, but Purdue will enjoy it while they have him as long as they can. But wouldn't you like to have a coach on your side that keeps – well, he kept Ohio State off balance. They didn't know what he was going to do next. And uh, I wish we had a coach that was that inventive and – and uh, was that exciting? He was—he's something. Uh, he yeah. really is. Well, Ron Zook uh, saw a lot in him when he hired him. So, well, he did. Yeah. He did indeed. My my political comment is: I heard this on a, a show this more earlier this morning, and the question was: Is there any other country in the world where one political party wants to open the borders to get more voters? Well, we're a little unique, and we just have the two parties. I mean, if you go to Europe, there the parliamentary system. There are all kinds of different parties. You know, some would advocate that, and some would, you know, be on the other extreme. So I, well, that, you know, I, I don't know how many open border uh, parties there are in Europe, though. Yeah. Well, it's just because I, I just they're, thought they're that was an interesting question. Yeah, that is an interesting question. Yeah, and it, like I said, you'll have multi, you'll have five, six, seven parties in a in right. france or right. whatever and there'll be parties on either end of the spectrum you know um that are that are advocate one extreme position or the other but um i know i just thought know. that was unique that that yeah. uh, i'd never heard never thought of it hadn't heard that question before and and i thought that was interesting and the the gentleman followed up with every republican running for office should had his, should ask his democrat opponent what would you do with these 7200 people mm-hmm. who just happened to show up just before the midterm election. Isn't that amazing how that just kind of organically grew? I mean, that's that's interesting, too. Well, it was a couple thousand at the beginning, and now it's, what, 7,500. So. Yeah, yeah. Big fan. Hey, I'll let you go. Enjoy your show. Thanks, J.D. Appreciate you calling. Okay, thank you, Brian. Got a text in. says the Republicans have the Senate, House, and the executive branch of government and did nothing about immigration. Why? Well, they've tried several times, but, uh, you know, they're just not able to get – you. The art of this is to get enough votes to get it passed, and they didn't. So ultimately, you know, it's it's a zero-sum game. You either get it done or you don't. 948, back in a moment. More callers waiting after this. All right, back on Penny for your thoughts. 46 degrees, 952 with you till 10 today. We'll have on the money at 10 o'clock, so it's been a busy hour of course the uh, what powerball mega millions mega millions up to um, over a billion dollars now that's been interesting this day in history 1987 robert bork denied confirmation to the supreme court i think it was 5842 i got the math right on that yeah 1987 this day in 2001 17 years ago today the ipod digital music player introduced by apple 17 years ago today. 9.52 here at DWS. Let's go to uh, Jim. Good morning, Jim. 
Good morning, Brian. How are you today? Good. How are you? Doing good. Just got back from sunny Arizona for 10 days. Oh, wow. It was 70-ish out in the Phoenix, Arizona area, which was 20 degrees below their normal temperatures, and it was just beautiful. Uh, Everybody else like, oh, it's cold. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Real quickly, I'm a Republican. I tend to lean to the right quite a bit. I call in fairly regularly. I just cannot understand why there are people out there, and I'm a compassionate person, and I know Republicans can't be and we're horrible, etc. I don't understand why people don't get it. We can't have seven or 8,000 people come across this border all at one time. This happens one time. This is going to happen again. I have a friend that's a DEA agent down in El Paso area. Uh, he's fighting the war on drugs, and I want to get into that. But they see and they are illegals because they are coming here illegally, not lawfully. I'm tired of hearing the immigrant word. And he sees three to 400 people a week coming across uh, in the El Paso area where he is stationed at, and he has nothing to do with this. Um, I, I don't get it. We can't take these people on at the numbers we've been doing it in this this example here, if if for some reason this is, if they are able to pull this off and come across the border as a group like that, it's going to continue c- coming in waves like that. And uh, I don't understand why people don't understand how come this is such a serious matter mm-hmm. and that we can't, these people don't have household goods. Most of these people are not going to have the ability to... Uh, to sustain themselves more than a few days or even a week or so financially, who's going to take care of these people? Us. All right. Our, our uh, temporary housing down there is already full. They don't have any place to put these people. I did. Anyway, I'm just frustrated. I, I, a lot of people are. Uh, that's what we hear a lot of from that. So, hey, thank you. Appreciate it, Jim. Thanks. All thanks. right. And now let's go to Bobby. Bobby, how are you? Yeah, hello there, Jim. I'm so glad to get on, man. I'm so glad to get on. Yeah. How you doing? Man, I've never seen nothing like this going on with with, uh, supposed to be a president of the United States, Donald Trump. Hey, man. Hey, Brian. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. His father's name, his father's name, Fred Trump. Is that correct? I think that's right. That sounds right. And uh, he was a member of the Ku Klux Klan, was he? I don't know about that. Yes, he was. His father, Fred Trump, was a member of the Ku Klux Klan, and uh, and Brian and um, and uh, Donald Trump and his father, Fred Trump, had a big big apartment over there somewhere in New York, and they would not allow black people in. They had to get sued to allow. They had to get sued in order to let black people to move in those apartments. And uh, and don't Donald Trump have a history of racism, bigotry? Uh, I mean, I mean, like I told you before, Brian, mm-hmm. uh, I told you I'm a true believer in my, in the Lord Jesus Christ, the God 
I truly believe in my God. I would like to tell Donald Trump, God is is real. Because I don't see nothing, nothing at all godly. I don't see nothing godly about Donald Trump. I just don't. Everything about him, everything is about him is a bunch of lies, a lot of hate for people of color. There are more people in this country other than white people. He don't try to associate with the uh, with the black people what they want, whether there's any of their concerns. And uh, and this big tax cut, the big tax cut that they, that the Republicans got. Mm-hmm. When was the last time the tax cut, the tax cuts for the rich have ever done anything for this country? Hey, Bobby, I gotta Just move. I hate to cut you off, but I gotta move. Okay. Thank, thank you, sir. Yep, call me again. Back in a moment. And that is it for today. The news next at 10 o'clock. Talk to you tomorrow. Jim Dye joins me tomorrow. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana.